Welcome to the Tips and Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff, and welcome to the second half of our conversation with Esri's Schools Program Manager, Charlie Fitzpatrick. If you haven't heard part one yet, we invite you to pause this episode and give the previous one a listen first. We now resume our conversation with Charlie Fitzpatrick and talk about GIS in the classroom. Charlie, this is all super fascinating, and and I love hearing people talk about the different ways that GIS can be used to solve problems in the real world and the way that, you know, maybe um, corporations and governments and, and things like that would use it. How does this intersect, though, with education? Like, why are we talking about this in in our school district, in an education sphere? Um, how would you answer that question? The, 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 the short answer on it is because we need to. Uh, everybody <laughs> needs to... Uh, Love it. <laughs> needs to learn how to solve problems. They need to learn how to think uh, about uh, the patterns and relationships of the world. And um, Esri has said, we, we need people... Uh, all these uh, organizations need people, but even if even if people don't use our software in their adult jobs, um, what we need people to do is to have that ability to, as a citizen, to understand the complexities of our world and and think about things like climate change and biodiversity and where does my water come from and what's going to happen if we don't have water available right. how are we all gonna uh, cope with things and hey when the when the uh the place nearby gets uh, torn down what's going to happen with the land there i mean we, we all have to make these decisions mm-hmm. and so we said as we said um uh, that we're going to try to support the development of learned students who get experience and they, they just say, we want to we make the world a better place. We want to solve problems. So I'm super inspired. Um, now, let's say I'm a teacher or a student or a parent listening to this and I want to put something on my phone or go to my Chromebook or just – start looking at these tools, what would you recommend as maybe the top three or four tools or applications to start getting into and what do they do? Cool. Uh, yeah. And, and, um, when you say three or four, Esri, Esri makes a fleet of all, all different kinds of things. When you, you have to scroll the page <laughs> right. to, to look is. at all the products that we make. And so, but what do teachers need to take advantage of? It's really, I I tell people there are five things. One of them is the basic map viewer, a 2D map viewer. Uh, One of them is a little globe, a a digital globe, a a 3D viewer. We call it a C-E-N-E, scene. Um, Another one is uh, I want to be able to create data. And so we've got a couple of little data production tools that you can do even with a smartphone to build data. Um, and so you can, 
say, here, I'm, I'm at this location or I'm outlining uh, a zone uh, on a map. Uh, I'm, I'm walking around the uh, blueberry patch and I'm, I'm marking the edges of the blueberry patch or I'm, I'm, I'm making the trail of the bike path, something like that, and uh, some characteristics for it. So a 2D map, a 3D uh, uh, scene, the data creation zone, the next one is um, a, uh, a dashboard. And a dashboard, just like the dashboard in your car, shows you a lot of different elements that are related. And you're looking at your speed and your engine and the tires and what gear you're in and things like that. Um, a dashboard of geographic data will have a map, and maybe some charts and maybe awesome. you click on a thing and there's a pop-up and here's some text that will help you understand all of these things. And, and uh, as, I, as I move dynamically around the layer or around the map, clicking, panning, zooming, it might filter so that as I zoom into Redlands, the number of uh, extraneous items that are being displayed in the charts and tables disappear because they're off of the map. Right. So that's a very powerful analytical tool. Yeah. And then finally, a, a story map, uh, a map, right. a story, a story map, a map is power is hugely powerful, <laughs> but sometimes it's not everything and you need to have a picture. You need to have a little video. Story. You need to have an audio clip. You need to have some text that is giving people the context. So those five are really the big, are the big five that if a teacher gets comfortable with those, man, they've got the world literally uh, at their fingertips. That's great. And That's, we could put this info in our episode notes, right, Caleb, for people to get to. Sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And I, I think that hearing all of those, it starts to get the creative juices flowing for me, um, but it's also a little overwhelming. Is there a project or um, something that you've seen that's been used already by a group of educators or students um, that would be inspiring, something yeah, that you've, good a, a good project yeah. that's out there already that we don't have to reinvent the wheel, but try <laughs> to do it ourselves? Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it can be really as simple as uh, my colleague put together a, a story map telling a story and here's a little uh, data collection piece, which is where are you and what's your favorite color? Okay. And <laughs> yeah. Same simple. Yeah, I mean, yep. <laughs> two, two, it's pretty simple. What you discover is, wow, there are patterns and ah. you can see, because this is really easy to put together um, for here in our school district or here around the world. Um, you can discover that there are patterns. What do you call a uh, container, a metal container, a can of uh, carbonated uh, soft drink? <laughs> right. Uh, ah, right. Soda. Soda. Soda pop. versus pop right. versus yeah. Coke. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. It's or tonic. So and where did and where did you grow up? And so there, you get to see those, those connections. Got it. I like that. That that is a good way to kind of put it into perspective, right? Oh, yeah. That it doesn't have to be this big elaborate project yeah. all the time. You can kind of start with something like that. So that was that's pretty cool. I'd like to see some yeah, of that. The relationship. <laughs> 
So, um, Jen, I want to pick your brain for a second because I know you're doing a lot of work with Esri's software and ArcGIS here in the district. What are some of the ways that you've seen these tools already being used right here in Redlands? Caleb, I'm so glad you asked. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before I uh, give specifics, I do want to say everything that Charlie said, as far as like the big five, we are doing in Redlands. We are using Map Viewer. We are Yay. tapping into um, 3D um, data collection with Survey123 and Quick Capture. I have uh, classes using dashboards and classes using story maps. So uh, there's Can a we little. Also, stay. Let me stop you there and say that this has been a um, project of love for Jen. She oh, has totally. done a lot of training and coursework to get to the point that she is now, and we're super proud of yes. her accomplishment going through all of those courses. Thank so you. She knows what she's talking about, people. <laughs> it is um, um, a labor of love. I love maps. You know, I get teased a lot, but I really do. Um, so just to give a, a few examples from elementary through middle on to high school, um, some elementary students are uh, studying missions and native lands. And so creating a map based on that topic. Perfect. So, right. So yeah. students are doing research. They are filming themselves um, through FLIP, uh, re recording themselves, reading their research, and then we download and upload that video into a story map. Uh, and we connect it to the location of where they're either their mission or their native tribe that they researched so cool. is in California. <laughs> Very cool. Because then once that is built out, students can go in and watch themselves. But then also they want to watch their classmates. Right. And so... You know, when you work with a story map, you can set it up so the video and information zooms into the location. So, yeah, you can start with the, the map of the United States, but then it's going to zoom into California and then into the region itself. Wait, I made a mission out of ice cubes when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Look how well I turned out. You did. <laughs> Imagine what would have happened if you did it with a map. Wow. Dang it. I missed out. Um, for story maps, uh, shout out to Katie Baker because she has also oh, yeah. used the at, uh, at the senior level. So, yeah. we, you know, and Lupita Swiderski, she's used them at middle level. So, like, we have that scanning. Um, a huge project that's happening right now, I did it with Petra Becker and now with Laura Shea. We are mapping trash on more middle school's campus. Data collection. That's yeah. your data collection. Yeah. Um, and we're using the Quick Capture app. Students, we walk around, we take a picture and classify the data. That information is then turned into a dashboard where <laughs> students are then get to to um, look at the type of trash that's most prevalent on the campus. Surprise, surprise. In both situations, it's been plastic. <laughs> but the next challenge is to come up with a PSA to get students awesome. to stop throwing plastic on the ground or what yep. to do when you see it and why it's, you know, um, hurting the environment. That's our ownership in it for them too. Yeah. We had a uh, mission, not mission, Mariposa. Uh, their fifth grade went to Catalina Island. They documented the entire trip using yes. Quick Capture, put that in a dashboard. High school avid um, classes are using Quick Capture to document their college field trips. Um, mm. And I want to do a shout out to two more things. Um, one, Jen Martinez over at McKinley. We just collaborated on a project for bi their biography day. So each student is coming in as a person. 
We are going to put a Survey123, which is another tool for data collection. Kids are going to upload the information about their person, and then that information gets mapped to the location of birth on the map. So oh. that map will be displayed on a new line board during the day, so students can walk up and tap on the different people and learn about the other uh, famous people oh, uh, cool. that are being researched. And just one more. Um, okay, uh, a shout out to uh, Molly Boatman and Alan Perez and Ryan Stewart. And I think there's going to be someone that I'm forgetting. But <laughs> all of those people have given me ideas on creating um, a, a digital map out of a picture. And so a picture is very static. Sometimes it doesn't give you the full um purpose of of the map you know you see a portion of it um you don't get to see it in comparison with other explorers who are coming over from europe to the united states um and now taking that information and putting it on a digital map gives the students more flexibility in what they're learning and what they're analyzing so they've all given me projects to turn these two um, D maps into or paper maps into digital maps, and so that's a major project that's happening in the district. So please, if you are interested in working with maps interactively, digital, let me know. I have many to share already. Jen, what I, with everything you shared and all these projects, I found two through lines that I thought were just fascinating. And one is that students are using these tools. Um, to represent things yes. that that they come across. So um, not just for a project. It's not you know a book report or something like that, but trying to represent this um, experience that I've had or this place that I've gone or this you know this thing that I've checked out. And that really pulls us back to our RISD 2020 25 vision, which is all students need to um, uh, use multimedia representation. Right. Mm -hmm to showcase their learning. And all these tools are so good for that in such an authentic way. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And I find that fascinating. And then the other piece that I really loved, it was the the trash collection project or the, the identification project. Man, that really drives at this idea of using these tools to solve a problem. Hey, yes. Got a yeah, problem it's data on science. Campus, yeah. Right. Yeah. How can we solve the problem? Well, first we have to understand that. And that's what Charlie was talking about. We're using GIS to understand what problems are. We got to do some data collection. We got to put that layer, just like Charlie said, we're going to put that layer on top of a map, figure out what kind of trash do we have? Where is the trash accumulating? And then you can look at the data set in a new, interesting way yeah. and go, okay, how do we solve this problem? It's going to be with a PSA, but you wouldn't have known about that solution without doing the data collection and the the overlay on a map. And I, I just love that that's an opportunity that students right here in Redlands Unified yeah. have through some enterprising teachers and educators in the district that go, hey, this would be a wonderful opportunity for my students. So thank you for sharing all yeah, that. That was awesome. fascinating. You're welcome. Um, and I want to kind of talk about data just for a second because this is abstract concept. But with the data collection um, example, data is just the trash. You know, data could True. be yeah. trees in your area. Data could be just the schools in our district. Right. So data can be um, almost anything. Um, but sometimes when you just hear data, it's just numbers on a spreadsheet. Well, <laughs> Brings it to life. Yeah, it does when you're collecting it yourself. Listeners can't see this, but um, Charlie's got this great gleam in his eye listening to all these amazing <laughs> things happening in Redlands. Charlie, I'm going to put you on the spot. You, you've done this for 30 years across the United States. 
do you hear of many school districts that are doing this many types of creative projects and activities in all grade levels across the district? It's it's unusual for that to be happening. It does happen, but it is unusual. unusual. I would agree. Um, yeah. And 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 frequently, what we what we run into is uh, a, a school district that'll have uh, a teacher here and a teacher there yeah. uh, at at different levels yeah. that are doing their own thing and uh, not really uh, paying too much attention to each other um, or other teachers that are in the district that aren't using the software. What's really important uh, that uh, Redlands is doing is spreading it out, sharing it, and saying, this is what we need to do. This is what our students need to do. This is what people are going to have to do uh, to understand the world that they're moving into. Yeah. And and I do have to give a shout out to Cheryl Fry and Britton Barnes and Jeff <laughs> Stevens. I do so it was yeah. so that social studies um, <laughs> crew that I work with over at Beatty and Clement. They um, they have embraced this a hundred percent and they're using it for multiple projects. So yes, it, it, it's it's something that needs to be at all levels, elementary, middle, and high. These these are. Um, a purpose and a need and an application for all of them. So if I'm a, a kid or a student and this is really resonating with me and I'm like, I love this. What are, besides becoming a, an employee at Esri, <laughs> what are, what are different types of careers? Do you, th- do you think we can just point kids to that? If you're good at this or if you like this, then you might want to think of this. Yeah. Yeah, there and 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 this is where the part of the flexibility of of GIS really shines because there are several processes that you go through with GIS, but you can do those processes in architecture, in uh, uh, let me, you know, what's that? well, in all kinds of public service things. Um, uh, health fields, uh, forestry. Hmm, um, right. You can do Farming. things Farming, yeah. in all of these in all of these different industries. Right. Sure, telecommunications. Uh, you can be a programmer. Programming, you yeah. can be an out in the field person. You can be the woman who was doing the decision making mm-hmm. on the <laughs> basis of the data that right. somebody has gone out in the field to right. gather. You can be the team lead that is organizing the the different teams. So so it's it's working on all of these different ways of thinking about what is it that you actually want to be doing, but within which within which arena. So we tell people that the same tools and processes are used in police work and farming and uh, the health fields. Now. You're doing totally different things, but you're you're you've got a way different environment in each case. But you're doing the same thinking processes huh. and the same overall. I want my I want to get my hands dirty, so to speak, building the data, or I just want to be thinking about the relationships and the patterns right. and the implications of it, or I want to be thinking about the policy of the impact of all of the maps that I'm seeing. The reason for making these maps is to illuminate 
the answers to important questions. Yes. <laughs> that is it. That was good. That that's, is that's it. Awesome. Right that's like, the tagline right there. There Mic you go. Drop. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let's make a sticker of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is all amazing, like I said, Charlie. Um, but again, I feel a little overwhelmed by it being one of those people who hasn't really jumped into it yet. Um, do you have any recommendations for someone like me who might feel that intimidation by the power and potential um, and complexity of these tools? How do I get started? <laughs> okay, there, there are a couple of ways. Okay. Um, if you're a teacher and you're teaching sort of standard classroom content, uh, some of the real uh, 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 central uh, content areas, uh, science and social studies and mm -hmm. things like that. We've got some geo-inquiries, some pre-constructed lessons that say, here is a pre-made map, here is a prefab set of uh, steps to go through in exploring oh. this. And you can modify these to your heart's content. Great. I want to take parts of this one and parts of that one. So that's a great way to start. If you're a, yeah. if you're a student that is saying, hey, I, I want to dabble around with this a little bit. Uh, and I want to just play. What mm -hmm. can I play with? Mm -hmm. You can just go to ArcGIS.com, hit the word map or hit the word scene and you don't have to sign in to anything. You can just start exploring oh, good. and adding data. Okay. Charlie, I think I heard you say the phrase at one point that uh, it's always uh, best to learn kind of how to walk around the block before setting out to do something like climb Mount Everest. It was a phrase similar <laughs> to that or something like that. And oh, yeah. I, I, I think that really applies in this situation. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and that's one of the big challenges that we run into is – um, everybody is uh, has such excitement and fervor that they say, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is this project that I've been looking for just the right toolkit for the last 10 years. Right, right. And uh, <laughs> no pressure, but uh, <laughs> I need to know everything right away because I'm going to start working with my students on this tomorrow and uh, teach me everything. And I got, I got 12 minutes before the next <laughs> class starts. <laughs> And it's just not going to happen. Um, it's it. Uh, what I tell people is this is this is like um, you're trying to uh, write music. Now you can write a nice little tune, a nice small little tune, one instrument, maybe just your voice, maybe just humming, and you can create your own little melody. You can create your own little map. You can do a little project that way. Before before too long, you'll you'll get more and more uh, intricate, more complicated, more inclusive of more stuff, and that's that's great. That's what we're looking for. Starting out with, I'm gonna. I don't know music, but I, I want to write a symphony for tomorrow. <laughs> and so, what what do I need to know? Um, how to read music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some of the basics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so it's it. It really is, you know. Uh, my my advice to people always is to start small. There are there are people who love to jump off the boat out in the ocean and say, "Okay, now I'm going to learn to swim." Yeah, because I'm really motivated. Um, but it's not really the most pleasant experience. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot safer, a lot more fun. You can have a ball with people in the swimming pool. Same way you can have a, a lot of fun 
working with maps for some nice simple project. Well, and I'd say that we're pretty lucky. We have Jen Vadney here as a resource. She she is our resident Woo-hoo. map maker, and yeah. I mean anybody can reach out to her. That's what I do. I just call any Jen. grade level, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> any time, any grade level. Um, I there are lots of things that I that are already pre made and done that I could run. Uh, I could teach you how to do. Um, I could also show you how to use it by doing a mini lesson in your class. And then once you see it, like, oh, I can do this. This is nothing. And then you do it yourself the next time. So those are places that we can start. And, we can, you know, if you have an idea of, of something, come see me. Reach out. You reach out. Email it, me. It's really not tough to get started with. I mean, it's very powerful. You can do amazing things with it, but you can also start very small. And yeah. Jen, you'd be the perfect person to help somebody get started with those right. introductory steps. And right, it's like in elementary school, longitude and latitude. There's a map for that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say app for that? <laughs> map for that. Oh, she she said map for that. There's a map for that. Yeah. You know, and and that's something that students can just zoom in and and out and kind of like scan and and. Explore the concept of longitude and latitude with places around the world, not just on this map that's uh, right. photocopy. But you know, right. so. <laughs> <laughs> pull you down know, from know. the screen, <laughs> right? And, and, and that's not going to take any extra work on your part. Um, it, it's already pre-made, done. You might want to play with it for about two minutes before you give it to students, but that's the the only background work that you'll have to do. And and since you mentioned around the world, and I understand that your podcast is heard around the world, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, yep. For for those places that don't have a gen, uh, yes, anybody yes. can just start going to rgis.com and clicking map or scene and just start exploring. Oh, Use great. some pre-existing mm-hmm. content. Uh, talk with other teachers. If you're a if you're in a place that has uh, a reasonable population you probably have somebody in the neighborhood that is using gis and so you can go and find who they might be yep and if you're a gis professional who is sitting in on this podcast and you want to work with somebody in a local school and you don't know gee who do i talk to talk to a media person a computer person they they probably know who's who's doing what uh in the school yeah, all major cities have like a GIS page of resources. Mm. You know, like City of Los Angeles has one, Redlands has one, cool. Portland, Maine does. Shout out to Maine. Um, <laughs> Where's that? Who lives <laughs> <laughs> there? We'll show you on a map. So that <laughs> that means there are professional, you know, geographers around the world as well. And I know there's like a geo ment- uh, mentoring program that people could tap into as well to find someone in your local area that could help you. And I just want to mention this this really quick because I went to ArcGIS.com right now. And when you get there, the first thing you're prompted with is a big sign-in button kind of in the middle of the, the, the screen. But just like Charlie said, if you look up at the top, you'll see there are two links up there, one yep. to map and one to scene. Those are totally free. Like you can yeah. click on that and get in there and just start exploring. So when you go to, again, ArcGIS.com, head there right now. Right. Um, Look up there at that top toolbar and start exploring right now. Or, hey, this is a great activity for a couple students are done a few minutes early. And and what are you going to have them do? Put them on here. Let them start exploring. Ooh, I'm so glad that you said that. So there's two things that I want to share. One, we all have our JS accounts. (laughs) Yes. So even if you don't know how to get to it, you have it. (laughs) (laughs) I can help you. Um, But 
you know, as um, Caleb and Charlie um, talked about ArcGIS.com and click on map. Um, second, uh, I was checking out GoGuardian stats about like websites that are um, most commonly visited. Google Earth teachers, kids are going to Google Earth which means they are excited yeah. about looking at a 3D globe. That's right. Let's branch from that exploration into ArcGIS mm -hmm. exploration yes. and then start attaching it to different projects and curriculum content, content mm -hmm. connections. Yep. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right. I think it kind of takes us to the end of our formal Q&A period. Uh-oh, this is it. This is it, Charlie. <laughs> and so I, I think it's time to put Charlie in the hot seat. Is this his time? Yeah. This is it, yep. I'm <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the hot, hot seat. seat. Yep. Yeah. Get ready. You mean? Okay. Can I do this standing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we wouldn't know either way, so you can kind of get away yeah, with it no true. matter what. That's true. Okay. You want to give them the instructions? We, we kind of talked about it beforehand, okay. but... Well. Well, I could recap for our listeners. listeners? There you go. We have th 60 seconds on the clock. I am going to just rapid fire, ask my questions, and Charlie will give him us the first answer that pops into his head. Ooh, this ought to be good. All right, I've got the timer ready. Are you ready? <laughs> and do it in your best Minnesota accent. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I feel oh, bad. Charlie like, looks... Uh, <laughs> Back in God's country, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks nervous. Everyone looks nervous. I know. Like, oh. I think we build this up to be. I one know. Time. I know. <laughs> okay, okay, one I'm minute ready. on the clock. Ready, set, go. Mild, medium, or hot salsa? Which one oh. would you like? Oh, uh, milder than mild. <laughs> <laughs> Which country would you like to visit? Nepal. Oh yeah. What is your favorite season of the year? Fall. On a scale of one to That's ten, the start of school. Yes. <laughs> um, on the scale of one to ten, rate the Super Bowl. Uh, the 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 what? <laughs> Zero. Okay, Zero. Moving on. What is your go-to geo processing tool? This is for me. Um, well, the application would be Map Viewer, but if if you're talking analysis within. Yes. Geoprocessing. I want to. I, I typically focus on buffers and then watersheds. Awesome. Oh. Do you prefer gloves or mittens when you're visiting Minnesota? <laughs> uh, gloves. And what is a comfort food? Pasta. Oh. Woo! See, not pasta, so bad. That's a good one. Pasta's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> now I want some I pasta. Love you got a hundred percent. I love pasta. finding out about these people. <laughs> that was so cool. That was so cool getting to have you here, Charlie. Yes, I'm glad we could. I do mean, it. like, like you delivered as always. So <laughs> interesting. So much knowledge and. And uh, just the listeners should know that Charlie's been working with at least Jen and I for years, huh? Multiple Maybe years, five, yeah. six, seven years, and we've been just working to grow this and expand this through our district. So we just want to thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for making it happen in, in the district. Thanks for putting it out there so that it's so easy for students and teachers to engage with it. We know that Thanks we're very trying. lucky having yeah. Esri right here in our backyard. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. What an awesome time getting to chat with Charlie. You're such an inspiration, and I'm personally grateful for all that you have done for our partnership with our local tech company, Esri. 
And to the rest of our millions and millions of listeners out there, including listeners in 35 different countries, no joke, right, Caleb? That is true. (laughs) Keep up the creativity and innovation in your classrooms. Keep providing your students with amazing educational experiences. And maybe someday you too can be a guest on our world-famous podcast. Until then, this is RUSD EdTech signing off. We only had one outtake, one takeout. Outtake? Takeout. (laughs) Takeout food? It it was Jamie. Yes. It was mine? Keeping track. Dang, we don't have any more bloopers, Caleb. (laughs) I know. We used to have a big blooper reel. We're getting maybe too good at this now. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, oops, let's start that. Hello, teacher. Ah. (laughs) Tips and Salsa, episode two, take three.